Welcome to the Wellspring Church podcast. We're an international church family who wants to see Jesus love transform communities. This recording is a sermon from our Sunday service and will take you deeper into the Bible in a real and relevant way. Yeah, uh, I want to share with you first. Uh, I want to share with you a dream that uh, my wife Susie had once. Uh, she had a dream. She was uh, like in a bus or something, and uh, there was this lady, you know, that Susie all of a sudden. Oh, here I am. Uh, Susie all of a sudden discovered that uh, she is stealing uh, from her. She's, she, her hand is on her pur- in her purse, and she's stealing something. And uh, she looked at her, and she was like scary, big, all of that. And uh, Susie launched right away into like, in Jesus' name, and like m- maybe she's, I don't know, smacking her or not or whatever. Uh, yeah, she was. And then when she was doing that, the lady would just go down and come up again. And Jesus, all the intensity that you can think of. And the lady would come down after a while and then come up again. Nothing. No effect. And then Susie felt the hand of the Lord on her shoulder and telling her, so that's not how to deal with this. You need to step back into me. You need to step back into me. And then you will be able to address this. Well, I'm going to share with you very simple things as a mean of maybe less than an introduction about prayer. But let me start with this before we get into the word. I want to tell you what prayer isn't. Okay? Prayer isn't loud voice. Especially for Pentecostals, by the way. Okay? And the anointing is not loud voice, by the way. Okay? And it's not excitement. And it's not when you rhyme in a certain way, like T.D. Jakes or whatever. This is not the anointing, okay? That's a way of delivery. And you might be an excited person. That's fine. Stay excited. That's not prayer. That's not prayer. Prayer is not words that you say, no matter how right they are. Even if they are biblical words. That's not prayer. That's you. Uh mumbling, basically. And I do that, by the way, okay? I'm, I'm telling you stuff that I've done all of it. All of it. I've done all the wrong things, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping, at 53, 54 years of age now, I'm, I'm going to save you, you know, years of mistakes. <coughs> all right? Not that I know now how to pray. I'm still learning. I hope to learn. Prayer is not 
when you focus on one thing, because it's even right from the Lord, okay? Let's say your sanctification. You keep praying, 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 and you're hoping to change. And then, you know, if you're honest with yourself, you discover after a week, a month, six months, six months from now, you didn't change. Prayer is none of that. It's not the words that you say. It's not the fervency. It's not the excitement. It's not the loud voice. You know, it's none of that. Isn't it amazing? In Luke uh, 11 and verse 1 and 2, I think, you have Jesus coming from prayer. You'll, you will have it on the screen. And, and then the disciples are telling him, one of the disciples is asking him, teach us to pray. Now, I want you to consider this. This disciple is a Jew. You know, he's not a Gentile. He's not someone who doesn't know about prayer or who doesn't know how to pray. Okay? He has prayers. You know, corporate prayers three times a day. Okay? He has ways of saying thanks. You know, which, which sacrifice? Says of, uh, ways of praising God. Uh, things to pray and, and to do in terms of if I made sin. And to get clean. All of stuff. Okay? If you get a prayer book, a Jewish prayer book, you have prayer almost for everything, but in a good time. So even toilet, there is a prayer, which is not like the Christian ones, by the way. They're very practical, pragmatic prayers, like, Lord, make my internal system go well, <laughs> you know, because, and I thank you for that, you know. You go to Christian toilets and they're filled with, you know, things that I don't want to focus on now. I'm, I'm doing business. I, I, I need help here. Okay? They know prayers. They know prayers. And yet, they asked Jesus, I'm imagining, they were talking among, amongst themselves and saying, well, yeah, this thing about prayer, you know, look at him. And what's that? I mean, we know prayer, but what he does, it's just, why is it like that? I mean, he teaches like someone who has authority, unlike the others. Got that. We don't know why, but prayer, prayer it's our thing. We do prayer. Why is he so different? So they went and asked him, would you teach us to pray? I mean, that's what happens in religions, isn't it? But Jesus is not about religion. You know, John taught his disciples. If you're a Hindu, you would learn first thing how to pray or whatever. If you're a Muslim, five times a day. If you don't do that, you're not a... So teach us to pray. But have you thought about why is it that Jesus didn't start with that? See, Jesus came, preached one sermon kingdom and uh, and he didn't even try to teach them to pray there is a reason must be but we don't know what it is we'll look at that okay and then they are now asking him and the amazing thing once they ask said well I'll tell you I'll tell you if you really want to pray if you really really want to pray 
don't concern yourselves with uh, how you look and how people see you. If you look into uh, Matthew 6, you'll find as, as Jesus is moving on to prayer, saying, if, you, if you're giving someone a good thing, it's not about people seeing what you're doing. It's about someone else to see you. And he's saying, the Father. If you're praying, it's not about people seeing you, that you're praying and your eloquence, okay? It's about the Father seeing you. If you're concerned about needs, well, the Father, the Father knows that and sees your needs way more than you do. And in a way, as if he's saying this, rid yourself of all your worries, your cares, your ambitions, even your needs. Focus on one person and think about him seeing you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think about that? When you're in prayer, do you think about how, how the Father sees you? Or do you think about what you want to ask for? You know, like if I sit with Tim, Tim, come. And Tim is here. And I'm sitting with him. And I'm saying, but you know, I'm, uh, you know my shirt, you see, thing is, I, I've put on weight, and uh, so what do you think, uh, and sh my shoes, do, do my shoes get along with, am I sitting with him? If I'm sitting with him, I want to be focused on him. I want to, to get to know him. I want to hear him. I want to learn how he thinks. <laughs> well, if it's the father, yes. <laughs> I, want to, I want to see the world from his point of view. Thank you, Tim. I want to see the world from his point of view. Michael is my uh, firstborn and uh, when he was still young, I used to spend a lot of time at home at that time. And he would be playing, doing stuff, and I might be on the phone or studying or whatever. And as he's playing, every now and then, he would stop playing, okay? Now he's a kid, he likes to play, all right? He would stop playing, and no matter where he's positioned in the room, he would turn around and look at me. and wants to just settle, dad is here. I can do whatever since dad is okay. Yeah. Dad is okay with the environment, with what I'm doing, with how I'm doing it, and so on. When he's watching TV, there was a, like a, on uh, BBC Kids, CBeebies, there was a, a program that was a bit new agey, and I didn't like uh, Michael to watch that. 
and you know, he's a kid, he's watching TV, and that thing comes and they're um, or whatever. And I'm thinking, no, we're not going to watch that. I said it once. Unbelievable. I, I was never like that as a kid. Okay? You can tell me whatever, I'm not doing it. Uh, <laughs> I said it once, and he, he would see this coming on TV. He would stand up, go to the TV, turn it off, and looks to me and smile. <laughs> Samuel came, that program was going to play. He went up, no, 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 turned it off, and looked at me. Here is what prayer is about. Prayer is about knowing him. Just him. Prayer is about knowing the person of God. If you doubt that, Je Jesus said that in the Gospel of John. And he's saying, this is, okay, let me sum it up for you. This is eternal life. This is all of it. That they may know you. And Jesus Christ whom you've sent. What do you think Jesus died for? You know, just that he would provide you with, uh, uh, you know, that promotion that you're looking for. Uh, that career that you dream of. You know, really? Seriously? That's, that's how we appreciate Jesus? His sacrifice? Jesus died for you and me so that we would have access unlimited access as God's adopted children, his beloved, 24-7. Yeah. 24-7. Now here's the thing, the author of life. You, you look at what is around you, you see a nice car, you see lovely trees, people, whatever, and you think this is life. No. <laughs> no. The one who created all things, what you see and what you don't see, which, by the way, there are things that are not visible to you that are really beautiful, okay? The one who created all of that gave you access to who he is, not just what he did, to who he is. And you're just looking for a car <laughs> or a promotion or a dress ladies' shoes, you know? Really? The guy that you want to hook up with? Honestly, that's, that's the ceiling of what you're living for, what we are living for. You see, Jesus is teaching in Matthew, and he's saying, well, don't do that so that you would be seen. Just consider the Father and that he would see you. That he would see you. So I'm coming and I'm sacrificing things that I care for. I care for my reputation. I mean, I try as much as I can till now not to care for it, but I still have bits. Okay? I care for, you know, if Tim approves of me or not, he would tell you. He would say no. <laughs> anyway, I, 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 I care for stuff. Yeah? I would bring that and say, 
put it on the altar. Let it burn. Let it burn. I care for my kids. I bring that and put on the altar. Because I want to trust him. He is their father. He is their original father. He cares more. As a church, we care for Helen. You can corner yourself into praying just for Helen. And you pray, you pray. Is it a good thing? It's an amazing thing. Great, great stuff. That's not prayer. Prayer is you see him first. You see him first. When you see him, oh, that mountain is nothing. Oh, that mountain is nothing. Why? Because the one who created the mountain, the one who has authority over all things, the one with one word. See, prayer is not requests. God is not a vending machine. God is not a vending machine, guys. The first line in prayer, our Father. Do you concern yourself with the Father? Is this who you want to know? Is this who you want to be with? Is he the one that you care for how he sees you? You know, I used to, you know, in a previous life, I used to lead worship. And uh, I used to care for how people see me. Did I do what? I used to craft, when I used to preach in my previous life, I used to craft my sermons. Care very much for that. Came to a point where I needed, by God's grace, to sacrifice that. It's not about me. I don't need to worship, worship. And I definitely don't need to worship myself leading worship. need to worship him here is the thing you cannot worship two people you cannot worship two kingdoms or two things you cannot worship even the means of this is why Jesus is saying you cannot love God and love money money is the means for you to have good stuff insurance cars houses uh, great clothes to look great, amazing, power, security. If you, if you want to do that, I want to strongly suggest to you, don't. That's idolatry. That's idolatry. I'm not saying the things that you need are wrong. But if you do that, if you rely on other means for life, apart from the giver of life, himself, we're committing idolatry. And I want to encourage you, don't do that. Don't do that. You're created and called for way more than this. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't focus on the things that you need and that you want and that you hope for, even if they are good. Because you're missing the picture. 
you're missing the picture. Even if it's really important, when you put it ahead of you like that, and you focus on it, oh, you don't see the other. You don't see the other person, and you don't see God. But when you see him, in his glory, in his majesty, in his beauty, in his character, who he is, then you would be able to say, well, let your name be sanctified. May your name be sanctified because I've seen your character. And it's astounding. You're so good. So let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come and let your will be done. Yes, Lord, those neighbors, let your kingdom come. They need your kingdom. They don't know it, but they need your kingdom. So let your will be done as it is when I saw you in the heavenlies. As it is in heaven, here, here on earth. Prayer is when you concern yourself and you make all your awareness, all your attention about one person, not one thing, not one request, not any issue, even if it's biblical, one, one person, and that's him. And then from him, everything flows. Amen. He leads you, he leads you to green pastures, he leads you to still waters. And when you are lost, he restores you. Have you read that? He restores my soul. Not because I sought him. Not because I deserved it. For his name's sake. Because he is faithful. Because he is good. Because he chose that I would have a relationship with him. Let's not make prayer about anything else. First things first. I see him, I get to know him, I live to know him. And then from that, then I'm concerned about his purposes because he's my father and we are about our father's business. And our father is the king. So we're about the kingdom. Okay? But I cannot do the kingdom. So I, I will do the kingdom in him, like by his grace, and for him. Not so that you would have a legacy. Not so that you would have done an amazing thing. No. Rubbish. You do it because you love him. And you know when you would do it that way? Yeah. Oh, it's so fulfilling. So different. Not so that you would have your stamp on something in life. No, no, no. Not that you would have something that would stay under your name for ages to come. No. Just for his pleasure. For his pleasure. For his glory. That's prayer. You see, it flows from our Father. And when I see him and I know who he is, I'm not just praising his name. Oh, your name is so so different, so set apart. You're so holy. You're so holy. There is no one like you, Lord. There is no one like him. There is no one like him. No one compares. Now you don't just pray. No, no, you're saying, oh, let it be revealed. 
Let it be the, may your name be sanctified. May your name be so set apart. Hallowed be your name. May it be so prayed by everyone. They need to know you. They need to see your character. They need to know you. You are what is good for them. So let your name, let your name be sanctified. May your name be sanctified. May your kingdom come. May your will be done. You cannot seek and request and ask and intercede for things that you don't know. This is why you need to know him first and to know how he rules, how he kings over us. You need to know him as a king in your life. Then you can say, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Yeah? We're living so that we would see his kingdom come. If you didn't know. This is why we're here. We're his children. You are a royal family. Peter says it that you are a royal priesthood. Okay? So you praise him, but as well you exegete who he is and what he has for people around you. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. May your name be glorified. And after that, he's not, he's not not wanting you to ask for your needs. Not at all. But if you ask for your needs, if you ask for what you're concerned with first, you got it wrong. You remember the photo that we had about the chess, the chess game between Satan and the person? See, if you focus on it too much, that one, okay? If you focus on the game, if you focus, I'm going to lose, okay? You don't see, you don't see the big picture. You don't see God, and you don't even see that game clearly. You don't see the help, the help. But the psalmist is saying this. I kept the Lord before me at all times. Because he is on my right hand side, I will not slip. I will not falter. If you keep the Lord in front of you at all times, then you will find that help, his might, the angel of the Lord, is on your right. And you will not slip. You see that? When you look at the sacrifice that the Father made for us, Jesus Christ himself, and that he didn't even spare him, Romans 8, as we're coming to, to the table, Jesus gave himself. The Father didn't spare him. Won't he give us with him and through him all things? Why are you caring for how are you going to to wear, what are you going to wear and what are you going to eat? Doesn't your father care for that way more? See, when you see the father, when you know the father, when you're captivated by him, his beauty, his faithfulness, his kindness, and that he never changes, he's faithful, you're in peace. When you're looking at your needs, at your weaknesses, at the challenges. 
you're stuck and they are insurmountable. Let me tell you this church. A few years back, we were starting uh, digging for the foundations or, or whatever, and we started digging something there at the end of the garden, and it's a drainage system. And we had a word. Tim, on that day, that was the beginning of the year, Tim was talking about the temple and God's presence in the temple from Eden all the way to Jesus, who is our temple. Okay? And we are living stones. And there was a word from the Lord at that time that if we allow God, if we allow the Father to work on us, on our foundations, as there are things happening in foundations now, if we allow him to work on our foundations, we will be the extent project of God. We will become the house of the Lord. We will become the true living stones where people would come and find the presence of God and experience his love, his peace, his power, his might, and we will see signs and wonders. If we allow him, if we welcome him, to work on us. If we seek him like the like like the disciples asked, teach us to pray. And I think we're still in continuation about this. And God is now yes. inviting you, inviting me, inviting all of us together. Remember the prayer is our Father. Our Father. Okay? Even when we're seeking the needs like bread. Give us today our daily bread. So here is the invitation. The invitation is, would we really ask the Lord to teach us to pray? I know we all think we pray and we prayed. Most humans do think that. But you know, sometimes God said in the Bible, oh, this people, they just worship me with their lips, but their heart. Would you teach us to pray? Would you teach us to pray together? Would you teach us as a house to pray? Would you teach us individually to pray? Absolutely, because you cannot be in the house praying if you're not doing that individual but you would you as well teach us as a house that has your name on it to pray so that we would see your glory come down we would see your kingdom come we would see your will be done in people's life we would see people being transferred from darkness to light we'd see people saved delivered demons cast out people healed signs and wonders not in order to see signs and wonders and have a medal no but for his name to be glorified that people would know everywhere jesus is alive this is what we want would you accept that invitation to really sacrifice everything your hopes your dreams your ambitions your flesh your needs your desires the way you think the way you think the way even you approach following him and doing ministry 
see, I, I've done ministry in the flesh. I hope I'm not doing that anymore, but I can't guarantee that. I've prayed in the flesh. I served people in the flesh. I led worship in the flesh. I taught and preached in the flesh. I planted churches in the flesh. My hope for all of us is that we can go to the home that he is building and that we want to build with him through the altar. Yes, it is painful. It is challenging, sure, but there is grace. There is grace for it. There is grace for it. And here is what I can promise you. I know this to be true. It is so worthwhile. It is so, so worthwhile. Not just that. You can win your challenges and wars only if you have his grace only if you stand in faith only if you have authority now how, how are you going to get there only if you're focused on him and you're so aware of him when you are aware of him oh, everything is possible jesus said to the father all things are possible to those who believe Definite. It's all things are possible. Are you going to look at how you looked at your son all of his life since he was young? The manifestations of that spirit, throwing him in water, in fire, wanting to kill him, not being able to speak, being always tormented by those spirits. Is that what you're going to look at? Are you going to come to know me? I am the great I am. See, when you get to know him, all things are possible. But don't do it for that. Do it because he is worthy. He is worthy of your attention, awareness, and focus, and concentration. He is worthy of, of your heart. And where your heart is, is where your treasure is. So you either make him your treasure, by his grace, and you become that worshiper person, wholehearted worshipers, yeah? Or you make something else, even if it's good, your treasure, and you're missing him. Him. We are having that invitation. We're going to uh, Tim is going to lead us in how, how we're going about that. This is the invitation that we all have, individually, but as well as a church together. Would we let him really teach us how to pray and go on the journey with him? Where he leads us, we go. That's it. It is really simple. We do that. He will make this house his house. And it will be a place of grace and mercy and deliverance and salvation and signs and wonders for his 
próprio. Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged by what you've heard. If you'd like to know more about Jesus, Wellspring Church, or how you can grow with others in faith, connect with us by clicking the link in the episode description or by joining us on Sundays at 9am and 11am in person and online.